Sometimes I like to imagine the world after us, the strange mammals that will emerge, the abundance of biodiverse plant life taking over our fields and factories and so on. I don't think this world will be better. I maintain that we are the most interesting thing to happen on Earth, and there is real beauty and meaning in our curiosity and compassion, even as we also cause and witness so much suffering. But at any rate, there will be a world after us, after each of us. And that's why there's life insurance. It exists to provide a financial safety net to those who love and count on you. Policy Genius's technology makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Policy Genius. Because there will be a world without us. Hello, everyone. It's Hank. An absolute pleasure to talk with you. This week, we got one from the archives. It was a little bit of a weird recording of Dear Hank and John because I was at VidCon London and suddenly I was like, Taha, do you want to go record an episode of Dear Hank and John with me in my hotel room? And if we're being honest, I was not super prepared to do that. I probably should have been more prepared, like I had to run across the street to get batteries kind of situation. We had a few episodes banked in preparation for my book tour that never happened. So we've got these old episodes of Dear Hank and John that we just don't, we just haven't released. So yeah, this one is super old, old enough that VidCons were still happening. The day I recorded this was, for example, the last time I got a professional haircut. It's just been my mother-in-law and me ever since then. So sit back Enjoy a message from another time. And also, remember, you can pre-order the Anthropocene Reviewed book now. Anyway, on with the show, everybody. Hello and welcome to Dear Hank and John. Or as I like to call it, Dear Taha and Hank. It's a podcast where two people, usually two brothers, but sometimes two friends, answer your questions, give you dubious advice, and bring you all the week's news from Mars and AFC Wimbledon. Though we might not do that today because we're recording this in advance. And we're recording it with a special guest, Taha Khan, who has just given me this dad joke to tell you, and I will tell it back to him. Why do cows have hooves? Why why do cows have hooves? Because they lack toes. Oh, a classic. First time I'm hearing that one. <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm Taha, and I make YouTube videos <laughs> intermittently. <laughs> um, I tweet a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get mentioned in your podcast a lot. Sometimes, yeah. And I, I make TikToks and I go to university. Mm-hmm. I think that's my yeah. full, full... I make music videos as well. I did that for a year. Nice. Yeah. And you did you broker... A, have you ever brokered an, uh, an oat milk brand deal? I haven't. However, I am tangentially related to people who have done so. Ah, dang it. Have you ever brokered a brand deal at all? Yes. Oh, for what? For uh, I did a book brand deal mm. um, with Penguin Books. Oh, they're my publisher. Ah. And the reason that it sounds a little echoey, by the way, is we're recording this in a hotel room, not in a studio or anything. It's a very cozy environment. Mm. We are less than a foot away from each other. One foot could have been placed in between us 
and it would be too much of a distance. I, there are some feet that would not fit between us. What? <laughs> no. Yeah, some people's feet are very big. I have got pretty big feet. Do you think you can... Hank is putting a shoe in between our, our noses right now. That fits, but I that don't fits. have the biggest feet. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. <laughs> that was an experience. I put the part of the shoe that is more likely to be stinky closer to my face. Understandable. You got the toe part. Which... I appreciate your shoe etiquette. Yeah. In this. <laughs> well, the thing I wanted to talk about before we started the podcast, though, was really that ketchup packet. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I know it, it says it was 40 grams, but it, I we was... We have to explain what we're talking about. Yeah. So we got we just got room service in the hotel because we were both starving and uh, had a long day at, at VidCon London. And so we were delivered along with our chips. Chips, yeah. As you'd call them. Some Stokes doubly tasty tomato ketchup, twice the tomatoes in every dollop. So that's just the per dollop. Yeah. How many dollops do you think were in this thing? It's... What... Here's what it's saying. It's saying there's twice the tomato. The density of tomatoes right. within the ketchup is already high. Yeah. And but then, then they also gave you a lot of ketchup. So it's like double the, the tomato, but like quadruple or eight tuple yeah, I would the say amount of a normal ketchup packet. Yeah. Made in the UK. I, I opened it up and I started to pour it out. And then it just kept happening and pouring is the right word there yeah. like it was it was pouring out like it you, you, most packets you have to squeeze them out yeah you got to yeah <laughs> just this would just it just yeah. it's like it was like some it was like murdering someone that's <laughs> <laughs> how it felt <laughs> um, and then we came, we came with a giant packet of mayonnaise, too, though I feel like the mayonnaise had a little less in it. 32 mm. milliliters as opposed to 40 grams, which... <laughs> <laughs> that is bizarre. I guess the volume is the same gr between grams and, and milliliters, so that's fine. For water. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mayonnaise probably and, and ketchup have, I assume, slightly different oh, wow. densities than water. This is why you're the science guy. That's what they pay me the big bucks for. We only do delicious, is what it says. I I can't recommend this ketchup enough. It was Both really the good. the taste of it, which is very good, but, but also the experience of opening a ketchup packet that is the size, I don't know, of a mouse? Yeah, yeah. Sort of of a mouse. Yeah, of a mouse. So like, if a, you just, like a pretty big mouse. If you just have a big mouse lying around, just uh, fill it with ketchup. You can fill it all the way up. Yeah. It was like a water balloon. I actually would, if you want to imagine this, I recommend getting 40 grams of ketchup and putting it in a water balloon. <laughs> I think it's like that. It's exactly like that. Uh, I have, I'm, I'm going to continue to be amazed by it, and I want to remember that ketchup. I want to remember that experience. Stokes and I wonder if, if, like, 10 years from now, every ketchup packet's going to be like that, and, and we'll look back and, they, and be like, kids today, they don't know how good they got it. We had to we had to squeeze seven ketchup. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have the we're gonna have the worst kids today's. Like oh, my yeah. like my grandparents are like kids today. When I was their age, we didn't have like food or heat. And I'm gonna be like kids today. Their ketchup packets are so big. 
<laughs> Kids today, they don't know how good their internet is. Oh, the density of our tomatoes and our ketchup was, was just so, so low. low. It was super inadequate, deeply disgusting. I have some questions from our listeners now that we've gotten through the most important part of the podcast, which is measuring the distance between our faces and talking about the amount of ketchup that exists inside of a Stokely's ketchup packet. And that question comes from Sydney, who asks, Dear Hank and Taha, why do different animals make such different noises? It makes sense to me that birds would, like, sound different from mammals, but it seems like cat meows and dog barks should have more overlap. Not the city in Australia, Sydney. I... No, this because my mother is named Sydney, just like the city in Australia. You, you know that your mother is not the city in Australia. It's definitely no. I know. I know that th- there are people who are named. That. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was a weird way to phrase that sentence. <laughs> I know this question might very well be from my mom. It does sound like the kind of question she would ask. Taha, why do dogs and cats sound different? Hmm. So there was there was once a dog and a cat uh-huh. that sounded the same, uh-huh. but turns out. I actually think cats, uh, cats and dogs do sound very similar. So I was like trying to, like, I just disagreed with the premise of the question. And I was like, hmm, how do I answer this question accepting the premise? Well, you don't have to accept the premise. No. Um, it, I, I will. Like a whimper of a dog. Right. And a meow of a cat. Not different. Yeah. Mm. And sometimes my cat does sort of like growl mm. when something's gone yeah. down that she doesn't like. She'll I, be like. And I also feel like if you sized up a cat to the size of a dog. Right, that you that you would get more of like a like right. a doggy doggish style sounds mm-hmm. because if you size it up even more to like a big cat, they do. They definitely growl and roar yeah. and roar and, and grumble. Do. Yeah, yeah. They don't bark. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like I, I think like ultimately the actual answer to the question is like evolutionary pressure, right? Like, like barking has a purpose, mm. and like cats don't require that purpose. You know, cats aren't like trying to protect their clan and let everybody know that something's going on because they're not social animals in the wild the way that dogs are. Yeah. So dogs are communicating with one another with loud, pointy noises, Mm. and cats are sort of more communicating close up or with big, scary noises. I wonder if there's, I wonder if dog and cat is a bad example, but maybe the point still stands. I also want to know what the fox says. I have no idea. Foxes make bunches of noises. Okay. They yip, they kipper. Okay. I think is what what they call it. Oh, that's yeah. a that's a fox. Oh, you've heard that oh. one before? Yeah, there's foxes in London. Hippos are big, yeah. very big, and they sound a little like cows, which are also very big. Yeah, it's sort of sort of a sort of cowy noise, but also a little bit of a piggy noise, like a pig cow. Yeah, and hippos are basically big, big pows. Yeah, hmm. pig owls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it seems like it scales up and down. Yeah, but like, but like whales don't make low pitch noises. They do, but they also go like. It's whatever's needed. Have you tried to? I was gonna say, have you ever tried to drown another mammal? This sound. Yeah, we should just hold a ketchup packet underwater and see. Because I'm pretty sure it was alive. So we've decided that they don't sound that different, and that you're wrong, Sydney. Yeah, I'm sorry, Sydney. <laughs> this is not the this is not the uh, impression that I wanted to give, mm-hmm. but this is the impression that I am giving. This next question comes from Anne, who asks, "Dear Hank and John, you're also going to disagree with the premise of this question. Uh-oh. Probably, maybe. I don't understand Fahrenheit. I've heard people say that it's hot at 100 degrees Fahrenheit, but also that you have a fever when your body temperature is above 40 degrees Fahrenheit. No, 
You've gotten it wrong. And I understand it's confusing. When your body temperature is 40 degrees Fahrenheit, you've been quite dead for a long time. Uh, okay. When it's 100 degrees Fahrenheit, it's hot. When, okay. 40 degrees Fahrenheit I'm is cold. I'm so lost. 40 Fahrenheit is cold. Okay. 100 Fahrenheit is hot. Mm-hmm. I thought zero was cold. Also cold. 40 is like chilly. Ah, I thought the whole point of Fahrenheit was, oh, when a human looks at zero, they're like, that's cold. And when they look at 100, they're like, oh, that's pretty hot. Yeah, and 40 is like chilly. Okay, but it's like, what, what jumper weather? Yeah. And then jacket weather is, a, is zero. Yeah, well, even more. Z- zero is pretty hard to get to, which it isn't. It, I think it's not perfectly cut. It's, it's actually, it wasn't decided. Fahrenheit wasn't like, I should make a scale where 100 is hot for a human and zero is cold for a human. He was like, I should make a scale that encapsulates all of the temperatures that occur where I live. So oh. he just lived in a place where it didn't get much colder than zero ever and it didn't get much hotter than 100 ever. So he was like, here's my scale. So what's your in Fahrenheit? S- just what's your Fahrenheit right now? My body temperature? Yeah. Is like, is like 98, 97 Oh. Fahrenheit. Yeah. Wow. So 40 Fahrenheit, you're dead. Oh, yeah. Wait, 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 yeah. How, how did, 40, why do people say this? I don't know, I think, well, I remember, people? I remember being like, I don't understand how 100 is both boiling, but also sometimes it's 100 degrees outside. Oh. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's just sometimes you get some bum info. Somebody says mm. something wrong to you and you hold on to it. So this is, this is, is 40 not, degrees C Celsius? 40 degrees C is hot. Would be right. like, 40 degrees C You'd would be also like be the dead. body temperature. Really? What's 40 C? You, what, what temperature gauge do you use? Are you just Kelvin? <laughs> <laughs> no, I use Celsius. So what's 40 C? That's really hot. It's not really hot. It's the temperature of, I think it's about the temperature of a human body. I thought that was like 27. <laughs> no, it's uh, 37 degrees is human body temperature. Whoa. But if it's 37 degrees outside, it's like. It's hot. Yeah. Because of the air. Because it's air. Uh, if you get in like 37 degree water, it feels almost cool. Wow. Do you want to know about why that is? Because it's wet. <laughs> wet things are cold. <laughs> I guess it's that it's carrying the heat away. Mm. Um, so if, if, the, if water is like 35 degrees, it's carrying heat away from your body. Yeah. If air is 35 degrees, it's carrying heat away from your body, but it's not doing it efficiently. Yeah. So and that's why solids would also of... be hot because they're not carrying anything away from your body. Oh, yeah. If you were in a solid block... Of, of uh, you know, 35 degree. Yeah. yeah. I think the main problem would be that you're inside of a solid block. <laughs> don't, don't let your friends do this to you. Put you inside of a solid block? Yeah. No, of anything. It's just like, you know, just pour, pouring a, you know, solid block of, yeah, well, you know. What, What's what, a what? common solid block? I guess plaster have? is usually what people are mold oh, around yeah. themselves. There was that YouTuber who plastered the bathtub and then did you hear about this? No. It was a British YouTuber, unfortunately, <laughs> put a bunch of plaster in oh. a bathtub mm-hmm. and then got in it. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like a challenge. Were his friends nearby? Yeah. Okay, good. But they had to call the fire engines. Yeah. Specifically. No one. Not the f- fire people. What are they called? <laughs> fire fire fighters. There you go. Yeah. And the ambulances and stuff. And to chip him out. Yeah, to chip him did out. He, did he end up peeing in there? Did he end up peeing in there? Yeah, because he was stuck in there for a little while. Oh, I don't know. I, 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 oh, all I knew about it is because everyone loves the NHS here. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't, you know, fight me. Um, 
and I, there was a lot of outrage over the fact that they're like they were wasting a lot of resources of the NHS. That's how I heard about it. Mm. Yeah. I love that. I love that sort of societal cohesion where people are like, "Don't do stupid shit. We're all paying for this." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. This one's from Eleanor, who asks, "Dear Hank and Taha, I'm too good at making friends." Whoa. I've never got that. We've never gotten this question before. This is a first. Okay. We've gotten lots of questions that are the opposite of this question. Okay. I can only invite 10 people to my party, and I have like 30 pals. You actually have experience with this because you have so many pals. Should I just not tell some of them and hope they forget? <laughs> Birthdays and BFFs forever. So Eleanor's having a birthday. Can only invite 10 of her pals, but, okay. but has 30 pals. This, is, this sounds like a maths question I would get in an exam. <laughs> Eleanor has... 10 friends. No, <laughs> Eleanor has more than 10. Oh, and Eleanor has 30 friends. Yeah. Hmm. What would you do? What would I do? Just I... hope that a bunch of them don't show up. Well, you can always, rule of thumb, 10% mm -hmm. are just not going to show up. Right. you got to schedule it on an important day. Yeah. Someday when people are doing something. Christmas. Yeah. I feel like if you've got 30 pals, you should do three things and just have invite 10 mm. of them each. Mm. That's what I do. Sounds expensive. Well, you could just play board games or do something free. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. I always do stuff free. Let me think. What, what will you do? Do you, do you have many friends? I like this. Three board game nights in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you get to go to three. So <laughs> that sounds like a perfect deal. <laughs> yeah. But still, I feel like we're avoiding the question. Well, I guess I guess the question is, should I not tell some of them at home? No. They don't no, notice. definitely not. I think you should. I think you should definitely not tell... Hmm. Actually, yes, I do that all the time. That's what you do. That's how social lives work. It is. You just I do this all the time, and yeah. then and it happens to me too. Where I see like my friends like on Instagram, and they're like hanging. Like three people are hanging out, and I'm mm. like, I didn't know about this hangout. Yeah, I was not told that this would happen. Yeah, I was not. It's not that I said no. Yeah, and maybe I would have. <laughs> yeah, but it's that I didn't get a chance to say yes yeah. or no. Really, another way you could do it is. You ask people like, oh, when are, you, when are you free this week? And then whatever days they say no to, you make sure that only 10, 10 people wow. are saying yes to. And then when, when people are like, oh, man. It is a math problem. Yeah, they're like, oh, you didn't invite me. I'm like, oh, no, no, I asked you that you were, like, yeah. when you were free. And it turns yeah, out you weren't that day that we were going to yeah. do it. So you send out a doodle. You know what a doodle is. Yeah, it's like a thing that you draw in a math book or something. It's a, also an app. It's a web. Oh, it's a web oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a startup yeah. where you can... Say, tell me what times you're available. And then you just pick one time when only 10 people are available. Can they see the results? They can. Oh, this, this. That's true. I don't yeah. like it. It has to be a new app. This is your yeah. million dollar idea. <laughs> are you talking about Google Forms? <laughs> no. It's, a, it's an app that lets people put in their times when they're available. And then you say, That's I only want to hang out with six people. And then it finds the time when only, the, when only six people are available. <laughs> or... You say, I want to hang out with these five people, but I, but I want to invite 10 people. Tell me when just these five people can hang out. Oh, my God. I think this will only be relevant to Eleanor and maybe one other person. People who are good at friends. Yeah. I like it. So we ha you got to have a million. Is this, do you have another million-dollar idea, or is this one it? What other million-dollar idea do you have? Got? Hydrophobic coating in the inside of ketchup packets. So you open up a 40-gram ketchup packet. You don't squeeze it. It just it just explodes out. It just, like, just shoots out, like, from an artery. No, it's not going to be highly pressured. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm not trying to make a grenade. <laughs> oh, man, we got to... Do you have a car? I do not. 
Do you know anyone with a car? I want to run over one of these ketchup packets with a car. <laughs> There's so much ketchup. It's so much ketchup. <laughs> oh my god. All right. All right. Um, I think we. Get, I think. I think one. We have a solution to this problem that yeah. is not nefarious, which is that you have multiple parties. Mm -hmm. And why the f not? Yeah. And two, we have a nefarious solution, which is just to plan around when people aren't available. Yes. I love it. Both ways. Yes. Oh, I have another idea. Oh, God, of course you do. So I do board games nights where I invite like 25 people. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm like, I, I am banking on less than 10 people coming because the biggest board game I can do is 10 people. Yeah. So now what I do is I have like a rolling, I have a Facebook event and I have a rolling invite. So I'll invite some people. Mm -hmm. Once they say they can't come, I'll invite some more people. Mm. And I'll invite some more people until I get to my 10. Right. And then I'm good. Right. And the, I mean, and the, the other like honest thing is that this will happen forever and for always. Yeah. You know, we will always like not be inviting everybody we want to invite. And we should also know that when we don't get invited, it's not because people didn't want to. Mm. It might be because it's because we said no one too many times, which is something that happens with me mm. and that I need to communicate. I would like the opportunity to say yes. Yeah. Because I need to hang out with people more. Yeah. Taha, I need to hang out with people more. You, you can you can hang out with me. I'll Thank you for it. coming over to my hotel room, <laughs> having burgers with me, and eating the best ketchup. The best ketchup. It's Only really the finest ketchup. Catherine asks, Dear Hank and Taha, I have blonde hair, and I'd like to know why, if water is clear, does my hair get darker when it is wet? It doesn't seem to happen when my hair is actually in the water. Like in a pool, my hair looks the same color when it's underwater. But when I'm not underwater, my hair looks way darker when it's wet. Why does this happen? I That's have, pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with some Taha science right now. Okay. Okay. Firstly, when your hair is under the water, uh -huh. it is not yet wet. It is only wet when you, you when you come out of the water. The internet had this conversation already, and I don't know that we need to get into it. But okay, so the hair when it is water in when it is underwater, it's not wet. It's not wet. Okay, I'm gonna let it go. Yeah, I don't need. Yep, because it's hair surrounded by air, and then that's water. Hair, hair surrounded by water, both states are not wet. Mm -hmm. But when it is hair surrounded by water, surrounded by air, <laughs> then it is wet. It has to be a yeah. So it has to be a layers situation. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, technically, if you're underwater, then I guess it is. There's a lot of water, but then there's air. <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, you have to be on a. You have to be what in what situation? You have to have like a a cap on top. Yeah, like something so to prevent you from getting to the air. <laughs> For it to for it to not be wet. Yeah, I guess I guess my science has already fallen apart. However, I will power through. <laughs> I would say because it clumps together, and then the light can't get through as fast. Mm. And everyone, no light is the same speed the whole time. Yeah, light, you can change the speed of light in different mediums. It does Ooh. change, but that's not what's mm. happening. <laughs> You just gave you gave me an inch and I, and I took a mile. I was like, oh, that, that validates my whole thing. Let me think. I'm going to figure this out. Are I think you? I can do it. Okay. It, it has to do with light. Light refracts more, less. It's not really a refraction. Light is dampened by the water. Light is, light is absorbed, reflected, ref refracted. 
You got it right the first time. I just I shook my head at the wrong time. Refracted. Reflected. Yes. Oh, yes. Mm. Okay. Light is reflected less less when the water is dry. (laughs) 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 The the, the light is reflected more. Light. I'm light. Yeah, light is. is. Uh That's correct. Okay. Reflected. Yeah. Better. By yeah. oh, by the water. Uh-huh. Uh more. Uh-huh. When it is wet. Well, obviously <laughs> there's water. <laughs> well, okay. So do you... I feel, okay. The light is reflected more mm-hmm. by the water mm-hmm. and the hair. Mm. You're not really there. <laughs> and then there's a tortoise in the hair. <laughs> and that's in, that's involved somehow. So the Light goes through the water, hits your hair. Yeah. Then it, then it, the the light that comes off your hair is what we're seeing. Yes. As the color of the hair. Yeah. So like so a lot of the light gets absorbed by the hair, mm-hmm. and then the stuff that gets reflected is what we see. Yeah. But when there is water on the hair, some of the light, as it's exiting to come back to us, gets reflected back onto the hair again and reabsorbed and re and absorbed more. So it basically, mm. the light has sort of a second chance to get absorbed by your hair. Mm. So it will, some of the light, not all of the light, yeah. will hit your hair more than one time. And then some of the light will, con- like it's an exponential Right. And so thing. like some of it will keep going until mm. sort of all of it gets absorbed. And so more of the light gets absorbed by the hair. So it is, an inc- it is the reflection on the outgoing, mm. so the, in the surface of the water as the light is going out, the surface between the, the water and the air, can reflect back to the hair. Okay, so what I'm hearing is uh-huh. when the hair uh-huh. is in the water, uh-huh. it is not wet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this well, is an interesting thing because right. like dark, like hair is darker when it's wet, but it's not darker when it's in the water. Right. So it's interesting. That sounds like yeah, we've definitively concluded. Yeah, water is not wet. That water is not wet. I never really thought water was wet. I've never thought about it, if I'm honest. Really? That I, whole thing happened on the internet like six months ago? And they were, yeah. you were just like, I can't be bothered. No, I was just like, huh, I don't really understand what they're talking about. And I just moved on with my life. <laughs> they were like, they were like, water is wet. And I was like, yeah, water is not wet. The things that is on it is wet. And I was like, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> I, can, I can see both sides. <laughs> it wasn't even that. I felt like they were agreeing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay. These are both correct. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, that's honestly, I, I actually see where you're coming from. Yeah. That actually makes sense to me. That like both of those things are true. Because it's like the property. It's like the word wet is just meaning two different things. Yeah. It's like one is the property of the water is wetness. Yeah. And the other one is that when it, it's on something, it is wet. You figured it out way too fast. Yeah. You can't tell anyone. You shouldn't have told anyone, though, because then all their fun would be spoiled. Yeah. They would They would hear your explanation, and they'd be like, aw, I wanted to have an argument. What about the memes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which reminds me that this podcast is brought to you by the memes, mostly the ones with SpongeBob in them. Oh, yes. This episode is brought to you by Heat. Ah. Heat. Mm-hmm. For, for when you're cold. And this podcast is additionally brought to you by Taha's new app, Doodle, where you can go and cut your friends out of your life by sending them messages about when they're going to be available and then never being available at the same time somehow. 
That's your idea. It's terrible. Mine idea. It's terrible. It's my idea. Okay. And this episode is brought to you by small mice the size of ketchup packets. <laughs> Don't squeeze too hard. <laughs> That's the tagline. So we all know there are things in life that you have to compromise on, but there are two things that you shouldn't compromise on. One is name brand Dr. Pepper. The off-brand stuff just doesn't hit the same. And another is, of course, your health. So don't go back to that one doctor who uses your appointment to catch up on the latest headlines or their family group chat or the crossword puzzles just because they're available right now or take your slightly sketchy insurance. Instead, check out ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health. And you can search by location, availability, and insurance. So literally, no compromises here because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, are located near you, and treat basically any condition you're searching for. And the typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between 24 and 72 hours. So go to ZocDoc.com slash DearHank and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash DearHank. ZocDoc.com slash Dear Hank. <laughs> we only do delicious. <laughs> Taha, let's do another question. It's from Carolina. Okay. Carolina asks, Dear Hank and Taha, I just kind of choked on a bit of apple. When I coughed it out, part of it shot deep into my nose. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait, the physics of this doesn't work. Your nose is above your mouth. Yeah, but you cough and like pressure. As in, did it come out of their mouth and then go up their no, nose? No, no, in the back. Oh. In the back, in the back there. Okay, okay, okay. I'm with you. <laughs> you thought it went, <laughs> somehow you coughed out your mouth and, and it, it like bounced off nose. the wall. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. From the inside. Uh, okay. When I coughed, a part of it shot deep into my nose. When I sneezed, because of course when you have a bunch of apple in your nose, you sneeze. When I sneezed, I sneezed out apple. This isn't a question so far, but it is, it, is a, it is a good story. It felt weird to sneeze at a foreign object. But then I wondered. I bet it did feel really weird. Sometimes I have like a really big booger and I'm like, wow, that went all the way up. This is not part of the question. No, right? <laughs> you, you went straight from the question. into. I was so confused. You stopped reading it and just staring at me. And I was like, wow, he really memorized this part of the question. <laughs> Uh, sorry, Carolina <laughs> continues. Uh, then I wondered, is this a foreign object? And if so, what do I normally sneeze? Is snot me? So technically, does snot have my DNA? But also, is snot me? And is me in snot? Gesundheit, Carolina, who says, you almost definitely pronounced that wrong. I'm Uruguayan, so say Carolina. My bad. You were right. I did pronounce it wrong. Thank you for letting me know. Um, so it's not you. You know? You, do you know about biology at all? I, I got a hundred percent in the last biology test I did. In your GCSEs? Yeah. What? You got a hundred percent on your biology GCSE? I got a hundred percent in all of my science GCSEs. Everybody, every British person who listens to the podcast just groaned and was like, "I don't like this guy anymore." <laughs> <laughs> oh dear okay but okay yeah also see the last question where we did some science right you know none of us did well <laughs> okay i think snot 
snot does have your DNA. Sure, but not because snot is made of your cells. Because it's just scraping against your cells. Yeah, it's just got some cells in it. Yeah. Just um, like your spit has, just like this table has my DNA on it. Yeah. So this table isn't me. Just like this table has some cells on it. Because Constantly. There's, because there's some batteries on the table. <sighs> well, now, now everyone's back on your side. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't think it is you, no. because you is a philosophical mm. point of... Right, my hand isn't even me. No, you are your consciousness. I'm just the story I tell about myself. Yeah, yeah. that's how I feel about myself. So it's really about the story you're telling. And the story you tell yourself, Carolina, are you your snot? Only you can answer that question. And what is the you that is answering that question? Is it your snot that thinks that your snot is you? Or is it you? And in that case, are <laughs> you your snot? And what is you in this case? <laughs> Which is, yeah. I think that's what the Soldier Boy song was about. You! <laughs> is that the part you mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that he really pondered over yeah. that. He was like, oh man. You. <laughs> <laughs> I can't quote any more of that Soldier Boy song because the entire rest of it's pretty vulgar. Yeah. The apple is not you. We can say that definitively. Yes. And I think that, like, my spit's not really me. But also, like, are my fingernails me? No. Yeah. So are things that are me. But I like, really feel like my face is me. Do you feel like your face is you? I think that my body is me. I think my eyeballs are me only. <laughs> they are kind of part of your brain. Yeah. I, but I guess because I don't, like, can't conceptualize my brain, I feel like... Mm -hmm. my eyeballs oh your brain isn't even you yeah i don't know i don't know about that i'm looking at now that like i'm looking at you right now and i i'm kind of upset i've i've just it's become very easy for me to imagine you as just a pair of eyeballs floating in space <laughs> yeah i feel like my eyes are like but they still have lids just to be clear in my um uh, in my not in mine not, no no i think feel like eyes are part of the eyelids are part of the the package because they're like express so much expression is in I guess life. so. Yeah. So do you ever see yourself in the mirror? Do you have mirrors in your life? <laughs> in my life, yes. Yeah. So you would look into the mirror and you would say, There I am, me. <laughs> there I am. My eyes. <laughs> the two eyes. I don't when I look at myself, I don't think I recognize it as me. I'm like, I think oh, that yes. might make you a little unusual. Oh. <laughs> I'm just I'm guessing. I yeah. Tweet at Taha. He's at Taha Khan. No, I'm not. <laughs> What's your, what's your Twitter? Can't stop me. K H A N. Oh, yeah, can can stop me. K H A N S T O P M E. One last question, Taha, before we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you sad that the podcast is ending? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> this last question comes from Rana, who asks, "Dear Hank and Taha, my coworker has a starfruit tree, and he keeps bringing in a lot of starfruit. They're not particularly tasty." But we hate to waste food. So far, my other coworker made a chutney with the starfruit, and it was pretty good. What else can we do with a lot of starfruit? It rhymes with piranha, rana. So uh, starfruit. I've I've had starfruit before, and I can agree that I didn't love it. I don't know if I just had bad starfruit, but I I didn't find it appealing. I this is so this to me bringing in subpar produce. Is is a is a workplace negative mm -hmm. when you're like bring it into the office and be like everyone experience the slow demise of this cucumber with me. <laughs> I didn't I didn't think it was good enough to let it die 
alone with only me watching. I wanted to subject everyone to that experience. And so I think that your coworker needs to understand that maybe unless he's a big fan of starfruit or knows some people who are, that these starfruit are the equivalent of acorns, which is that they just go to the ground and they fall there. And then that that's that's not, is it waste? Not really. Because it wasn't like part of the food industrial system that creates, you know, consumes a lot of water and a lot of energy. It was just, it's just a tree that he has. Now, you're replacing something that might, if you, you know, are eating starfruit instead of something else. But in, I, it, as far as the food waste problem goes, I try not to worry about this too much. But I guess that might be because my neighbors have a plum tree and I just walk over a lot of plums. There's so many plums it's great. I, I mean, I eat them. I eat some of them, but like, there's just too many plums. <laughs> I feel that was like my, that was my, that's my, <laughs> I'm in a, I'm in a particular situation. I have eaten the plums that were on my neighbor's tree. Do they care? Do and they, they did, yeah. And, and they, they were not probably saving for anything because mm. there are too many plums. Yeah, I, what's what's stopping you from just taking them all and making them into compost? Yeah, I mean, that's also fine. You could just be like, I'd love if to some more of these. If somebody's got a compost heap to make compost with, yeah, you could certainly do that. Not everybody has space for a compost. Oh, yeah, that's true. You plant more trees. You yeah, you could make, yeah, make new star fruit and be like, oh, God, now this problem <laughs> is someone else's. I like the part where they're shaped like stars. That's really good. Uh, so, in conclusion, in conclusion, in, I, I think you should I shift the f- frame of the of the solutions that you've presented by presenting alternative options to your coworker, such as stop it <laughs> or <laughs> leave us alone. <laughs> I do not need more responsibility in my yeah. life. I am already I already have a great deal of that. I do not need to feel as if it is my job to handle the the final step of this tree's reproductive process. Exactly. Taha, thank you for making a podcast with me. Thank you for having me. You can find Taha on Twitter at CanStopMe. CanStopMe. K-H-A-N-S-T-O-P-M-E. And on TikTok at... Same thing. K-H-A-N-S-T-O-P-M-E. And also on YouTube, which should have videos. Sometimes. Sometimes. There's, there's good videos there. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's one of us. Is there? There's one of us dancing oh, at Disneyland. Yeah, with Tessa. That was fun. It was so fun. This podcast is produced by Rosiana Hals-Rojas and Sheridan Gibson. It's edited by Joseph Tunamedish. The music you're hearing now and at the beginning of the podcast is by the great Gunnarola. And as they say in our hometown, don't forget to be awesome. awesome.